Welcome to the AWPT Podcast, a safe space for personal trainers and coaches who want to learn, grow, and feel heard in the fitness industry. Each week, we'll bring you industry-relevant discussions on all things coaching, mindset, and professional development, empowering you with the tools to be a competent and confident coach. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the AWPT podcast. Today, I am joined by Ella, and we're going to be talking all about the importance of diversity and representation within the fitness industry. So a bit of a different topic for us here at AWPT, but I think it's such an important one. But before we dive straight in, um, welcome, Ella. Do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, what you love, all of that good stuff? Hello, and thank you so much for having me on this podcast. My name is Ella, and I am a woman's fitness, strength, and wellness coach. So I do a combination of training, nutrition, and a big focus that I that's also part of you know who I am is the mindset aspect. Um, so I empower women through adopting a lifestyle that is through a holistic approach, um, not only to get strong in the gym, um, I'm really passionate about that, um, but just the benefits of it, not physically, but also mentally. I am also a big advocate for mental health. I believe that that is the most important thing that we should all look at. Um, especially myself coming from a cultured background. It's something that's not really talked about. So I'm really, really passionate about, yeah, just having an open space to talk about mental health and mental well-being. And I am all about seeing a shift in the fitness space to have more diversity. And I am an advocate for, for that change. I love that. I think, I mean, all of those things are obviously so interwoven um, as far as, you know, mental health, mental well-being, representation, because obviously like with, with better, and we're going to talk about this throughout the episode, but with better representation and, and more diversity, that is going to lead to a positive change in terms of being able to relate and have conversations um, that are going to, you know, change the trajectory of mental health and mental well-being and I love what you said about you know mental health and emotional well-being and all of that kind of stuff being at the core of everything that you do because I mean yes physical health is important but if we don't have like our mind if we're that if we're super depressed we're not going to go to the gym like and obviously there's you know um definitely a you know, interconnected relationship between physical health and mental health, which is, you know, all about what you do. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's such an important message and focus coming from you. So how long have you been coaching for? Um, and like, how did you get into the fitness and coaching space? Um, I suppose, like, who are the type of people that you work with with that in mind? Yeah, I love that what you shared before is that now in the fitness space, it is moving, it is getting bigger and bigger and it is only going to evolve in the years to come. And the fitness industry as a whole has a global impact and I love that about it. And it is 
you know, when I started my fitness journey back in 2016 and seeing the process of the how how the fitness industry has shifted, it's it's come such a long way. And it is incorporating more of what you've said, um, the mindset aspect, the the wellness aspect more than the physical. And I think that that's um, so many coaches out there are from, uh, you know, making that more aware, which is amazing to see. So, yes, the mindset part is the most important thing. And it's not just, you know, mindset for the gym, but it translates to all other areas of our lives. And with that being said, so, yeah, that's that's I love that. So a bit about, you know, t- uh, circling it back to my journey. I started when I was, <clears throat> when I said back in 2016, and, you know, when I shared that the fitness industry has shifted from the past five, seven, more, I don't, I can't even do my best. I think it's seven. But, I think uh, that's eight years. <laughs> yeah. So back then it was really about how I saw it was just achieving a lean physique, chasing skinny, being thin, being lean. And this was like plastered all over social media. So that's, I guess that's also, you know, the society conditioning that we, that women, you know, when we, we, we see what we, we behave most, most, of, most of the time, how I see it is women behave unconsciously with what they see on social media. It's like they see what they see what on social media is and they unconsciously say, okay, well, if this is how she looks, then I should be doing it. So I guess that was my mindset when I started my fitness journey and, you know, tying it into my culture, there's cultural expectations and barriers as well, where, you know, women, the expectation is women are supposed to look skinny and thin because that's portrayed as feminine in my culture. So you could imagine the cultural expectations and then the societal conditioning really put me in such a a, a state where I faced a lot of pressure um, when I started my fitness journey and you know I was just constantly chasing to 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 fit into this mold so I know like you know with society a lot of women probably have, like have gone through what I went through in that in that phase in, in, when they started their fitness journey. So, <clears throat> with that being said, um, I think you know I I I decided to do a bodybuilding competition <laughs> um, because I just wanted to get to that next level, and you know it got to a point where <clears throat> I just developed all of these like post-competition I developed all of this you know poor body image issue I developed a poor relationship with food without me even knowing like it just came because I was just chasing this this lean physique and it was you know one day I just after one day I just thought to myself something needs to change I can't I just I just was in such a dark place where I needed I needed change to happen. So I went away on a solo trip to cut a long story short. I came back and I just had so much clarity and I just made it a year of commitment to 
to investing myself in education. And I know that this is a big part of, you know, what you guys do is to educate women. And I think that this is such an, it's so, it's so, it's so empowering when you invest in yourself and having that knowledge to know how to overcome the struggles that you've, you've been through. So, um, you know, with that being said, like I invested in myself and when you invest in yourself, you get such huge investments for, you know, obviously overcoming the struggles that I've been through. And, um, yeah, so I, I, I could be here talking. <laughs> so that's sort of when, you know, I invested in myself and then I shifted my mindset from chasing skinny, chasing lean to chasing empowerment, chasing strength. And, you know, you know, getting more into lifting weights as opposed to doing hit and cardio with was what I initially started with. So I, you know, with education, with coaching and with the focus of lifting weights and getting strong in the gym, just for that empowerment, it really changed the game for me. And, you know, since then, like just with, with what I struggled with, with body image of constantly chasing a lean physique. And I could tell you, I look back in my pictures and, you know, we all, every woman takes a, like thousands of selfies. It was just pretty much me, abs. Like I would just lift my shirt up and take a picture and like sort of see, like where my, you know, if I, if I have abs. And it really shifted to now. I could say that I don't give a crap about having abs or not. I... I just feel so confident within my body regardless. So I think that, you know, I really want to share this and especially to, to anyone that's listening that we are more and I really, this is sort of like my, one of my key mottos is that we are more than our bodies and it's truly about who we are as a person. Um, and I really discovered my inner strength through strength training, through lifting weights and getting strong in the gym so that's sort of like you know a a quick quick long story of mine so yeah <laughs> I love that I love that and I relate to that a lot especially because I also probably started my like fitness and coaching journey around the same time it was I think I actually got my first gym membership I think it was yeah, it would have been the start of 2016. So it was very much that era of hit workouts. It was sort of, and we'll obviously go into this in terms of like who we were seeing on social media at the time, but it was like, for me anyway, it was sort of the Kayla Itzinians. It was the Sarah's Day. It was these sort of like quick 30 minutes and like get shredded or like bikini body fit. And like women, yeah, you can lift weights, but it's sort of like, six kilos um maximum so that you know you can get your heart rate up and like yeah have the abs have and i i too have all of the photos of like the leaning back and like trying to check like have i got the abs yet <laughs> um and yeah it's so interesting too that you then say that that like manifested into you know pursuing bodybuilding um because we did a post on awpt i think it was a conversation that happened in the female specific nutrition course about bodybuilding in particular because obviously it is such an intense sport and your story is definitely not uncommon as far as you know 
people getting into, you know, competitions and then coming out the other side with sort of eating disorders or like a disordered um, relationship with food and exercise and all of that kind of stuff. And the conversation was around, you know, your intention when you go into bodybuilding, like whether it is I want to do a bikini bodybuilding competition because I want to look good in a bikini or is it because I really like the sport of bodybuilding because they're two very different mindsets to go into like a very intense sport. And so if you're going into it with this mindset of I'm doing this because I want, you know, the structure around me to get as lean as possible versus I am doing this for the structure, like for the, you know, yeah, I suppose the structure is probably the best word for it. Um, yeah, that it leads potentially to two very different outcomes. Um, and it sounds like yours was particularly sort of the former in terms of going into it saying, I want to be as lean as possible. I want to look good in a bikini. Like I want to get shredded. And like, this is a really good opportunity for me to like have a bit of external pressure to get me to like do the tracking, to get me to do the, um, you know, super intense exercises and like training regime so that you can then look a certain way on stage and use the excuse of I'm, competing and so I have to do all of this stuff as sort of a disguise for the underlying um the underlying desire of looking a certain way yeah I I I definitely you know know that I'm not the only one that you know probably competed for those reasons um and you know what you've mentioned about as a result of it all of the um I suppose the the developed of the poor image and, and relationship with food came from that, and you know I suppose tying it back to what you said about you know when when I started you know you've mentioned about Kayla Cenas you've mentioned about Sarah's Day like there's Emily Sky who I looked up to as well um, I, I suppose you know like coming from my culture I didn't see anyone that looked like me if if, like I did not see it was mostly white women which I have so much respect because if it wasn't for these these big role models then I would not be in the fitness space and I could say that the fitness truly lifting weights, getting into the fitness space has truly changed my life in so many ways. And it really changed the the trajectory of, you know, my, my career. So back then, like those were the role models that I looked up to. So I'm very grateful for that. But I wish that I had someone that looked like me that understood what I was going through culturally and you know now the older that I am and the more that I'm in the fitness space I I, I do all these reflections and like I just you know I keep thinking I you know why isn't there a lot of women (laughs) that look like me um that 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 are in the fitness space and I just you know really think that there should be more representation and I just think that there's a lack of that so I don't know we'll probably (laughs) I'll probably jump ahead into talking about that but oh there's so many things that I want to say about that as well in terms of like you know the bodybuilding side of things um 
because yeah i think you know as you mentioned bodybuilding then compared to bodybuilding now is so different with a lot more information a lot more education out there which is amazing which is great to see now and i also did um a, re- a bodybuilding competition my second one earlier this year and it was just in such a, it was in was much in a different it was so different it was so much better so um you know compared to back then to now yeah like there's just so much information it is it fitness and i'm just so grateful that the fitness impact is making an impact is making a global impact and it is you know putting out so much education out there um, and and also for obviously you know awpt is doing such an amazing job in educating you know not just fitness overall but it's women's health which i think is so incredibly important so so incredibly important yeah no thank you and thank you for that um and you yeah you brought up this this idea of or the topic of um representation the types of role models that you were seeing and and how there was this lack of representation um of people that looked like you and your culture do you want to go into a little bit about just obviously because this is you know a podcast we we can't see kind of thing do you want to talk about um what like what your culture is what your background is um and then yeah I suppose like how early or like at what stage in your fitness coaching journey did you like start to notice that lack of representation because I think and again this is potentially my privilege here as well as a white woman you know that might be something that you're obviously noticing a lot sooner than I am I really do appreciate that we that you allow me to be so open to talk about this and you know I have so much respect for everyone regardless of race but you know when it comes to the the you know bringing it back to when I started as I mentioned there wasn't someone that I looked up to there wasn't a role model and especially in the fitness space I would probably look at Lucy Liu, who's who's an actress. That was who I looked up to in the back of the day. I'm like, oh, hey, she looked like me, but she's not in the fitness space. <laughs> so, you know, ever since then, like I myself, I'm, I was born, I'm, I'm very grateful to be born in Melbourne, Australia. So I'm pretty much am westernized because that's the culture, that's the surrounding that I've, you know, I went to school, I've, I, I, I played sports and this is, you know, what I lived in, this culture, the, the westernized culture. But there is that, cult, this second identity, I should say, that not many people talk about because of our family and our you know we're, how we were raised in in our in our um upbringing where you know we have parents that are from a different generation and they have not lived in a westernized culture so for 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 me it was and i know many women that are from southeast like have a southeast asian background so i was born here but my parents are southeast asia asian they are Chinese immigrants and they don't know what it's like to live because I haven't lived in Australia. So their generation is very different from ours. They have 
it's like they follow a set of rules that has been brought down from generations after generations and how they, I guess, the, the expectations for their children, like myself, is very different from the expectations that I grew up in. So it's sort of like I'm living in two identities. I want to live the life I want to live and have that freedom of just being whoever I want, love who I am, no expectations. Whereas with my family's culture, and it's not their fault, it is it is brought down from generations after generations that women should be looking skinny. We would get so many comments like, you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that. Um, you know, why are you lifting weights? Why are you going to the gym? That's a man's hobby. You need to eat more. No, you need to eat little. No, you can't do this. Why would you do that? And it's just like that constant, you know, it's like they have a set of rules that we, and some, they, they just say these words without, you know, this is what they've learned from their gener from their generation that's been brought down from their parents. So you could imagine that, yes, there was that society conditioning that we faced back in 2016 where it was skinny, lean, chasing abs, and then there was that cultural expectations of thin women, no gym, why lift heavy weights? And the thing is, they were that they were you know things that myself as an asian woman has faced since since then that extra layer of steer that biases cultural condition cultural barriers and expectations that i faced and for me to you know back then it was just something that i managed on my own and i could tell you right now that even up to today so like now it's still a challenge for women of cultured backgrounds still face because their parents their family their relatives will make those comments will will you know try and you know say things that they don't mean necessarily but they just say it because it's it's a learned it's a learned sort of um a learned I guess a way of of them to say say these things. So th these are the challenges that we face, and I guess over the last few years, um, last last, and I've I've been I know all the like I know deep down that I keep facing these struggles. I know I'm not the only one. I have clients, and I could tell you that most of the majority of my clients are of Asian women or of cultured backgrounds still face these barriers and still face these expectations and you know I provide a safe space for them to be heard because I've lived through those experiences and not many people talk about this we have that extra layer of expectation and we just have to work to climb through it and this is why I think that there's just a lack of like a, a lack of women who look like me coming into the fitness space because of the cultural expectations and and this mold that you know women why would you lift weights so you know coming to you know look at the fitness industry as a whole and why there is a lack of representation on why is that there's a lack of diversity more than anything is because of that extra layer that 
we need to get through. Yeah, I think that's so powerful and so potent as to, you know, how or one of the ways I suppose that we've ended up in the situation that we are in today in 2023, which is definitely a lack of, I mean, I'm sure it's, it's gotten better over the years, but there definitely is still a lack of representation and a lack of diversity, both, I think, um, in terms of the online space and the way that um, fitness or fit in quotation marks looks on our screens, um, but also to that then translates into, you know, whether women of colour or women um, or cultured women um feel comfortable and you know safe or um encouraged to move into that gym space and move into that strength training space because yeah as you say like if you can't see it and it doesn't feel like it's being promoted to you specifically and then on the other hand you've got this these other voices discouraging you because of you know different cultural reasons and the way that um your parents or your family were sort of brought up there's a there's no wonder that that then creates a resistance to getting into that fitness or that strength training space um for you know clients and and the general population yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. There is just, I love that there is an encouragement of getting, you know, women into the gym and adopting this lifestyle of, of strength training, not just for, for physical changes, but physical health, physical well-being. And this is what's most important. And my message is to get every single woman, especially women who look like me, into the fit, fitness fitness space lifting weights for those reasons and yes a hundred percent that there is more like there is a shift and there are there are encouragement and I do have coaches that are um a woman of color that are promoting fitness and it's so great to see that there is you know you know that, that it is getting it is picking up but my personal opinion, it it could do so much. The fitness industry could do so much better. And collectively, you know, we we can make that global impact. And that all comes down to just having voices to talk about it. Because, you know, I most of my clients are of, as I mentioned, are women of colour. And when I ask every single one of them, why did they choose me as their coach? And they just said, well, you look like me. You understand where I'm coming from. And that, like, I've asked my clients, every single one, like, I've got of different races, you know, it's just that is the reason why. And that is why there is a lack of representation. It's because there's not many women like myself that are online coaches um, that put themselves out there. And that's another thing. It's, you know, I used to be very scared to put myself out there because from a cultured from my culture, women aren't meant to have their voices heard, women to fit in the crowd, women to be silent, women to like, you know, just fit in because we're very privileged to to come into such a, a world of opportunities. So just fit in. So not many women that of colour that are coaches really put themselves out there to really, you know, talk about this because 
you know, the movement and the shift that I want to see is to have more diversity. And the only way to have more diversity is when, you know, those women see someone like me, they feel like a sense of belonging and they feel like she gets me. She looks like me. She gets me. I'm going to, because in a world right now, there's so much information, so much just data out there. People just want relatability. They really crave that relatability. They really crave, you know, just, oh, not another coach sort of thing. It's like, how can I relate to this woman? So, so yes, there is, like, it is, there is that, that lack of representation. And so many things that I, I want to talk about is that, like, yes, you know, in the post that I, I mentioned where I, I want to see the, I wanted to see more diversity. And the thing is, you know, when these now more like when these women of colour go onto social media, go on to um, you know, even on like when they go outdoors and they see fitness, like on posters in shops, like yes, there is you know, there is you can that they are trying to introduce more diversity, but this is also from my observation. I have a lot of coaches that are white women as well. I look through their pages and it's just, yeah, predominantly white women. And it's just really that sort of, I suppose, disconnect or just like, oh, you know, fitness is just for white women. Like, do you know what I mean? And I, I, I just really hope that this message shifts. It's not just only for white women. And sometimes they think about that unconsciously. It's like they just see white woman. It's like okay, well, it's a, it's it's not an Asian thing. It's not a you know, so yeah. I I just think that um, just yeah, having a voice here and just you know really sharing that it is not just for white women. I believe that every single woman, regardless of race, should be in the gym and doing some form of um, resistance training. I could tell you, my mom, I got her in, and she's in her 60s, and she's very old, fragile. <laughs> I got her into the gym, like, not long ago, um, maybe about a year ago, and she is in the best shape ever that I've ever seen her. So regardless of age, regardless of race, regardless of background, there is a space for every single woman in the gym. And, you know, and you would know that, you know, you do promote, you know, strength training for, for especially women's health. You know, as we age, we are prone to more, you know, um, we, we have, we, 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 as we age, you know, our bone mineral density decreases. It's, you know, we need to be doing some form of resistance training. And I want to see, yeah, like, more women of diverse of diverse backgrounds into the fitness space to for those reasons definitely i love that and i want to read the post that you made earlier this month in a second but i think your um you know th this whole conversation around i suppose for lack of a better word, like the whitewashing of the fitness industry, it filters into so many different aspects of it. You know, yes, it's the strength training component um, in terms of, or I should say the body and the beauty standards in terms of like how a woman, you know, in different cultures is supposed to look as far as whether it's, you know, skinny or, or 
you know, how many, how much muscle that mass they're allowed to have social, like that's socially accepted, but it's also, you know, the, the active wear and, and what is sort of culturally appropriate in terms of clothing to wear in a gym space. Like there's um, this woman on TikTok that I've seen a lot who um, wears a hijab, I believe. And, you know, that kind of representation as well, because there's so much, um, again, with this sort of like whitewashing of the fitness industry, like there's a lot of promotion of, and I, I do this as well. So like, it's, it's not necessarily that it's a bad thing, but like, you know, wearing skimpy crop tops and short shorts, and that's not necessarily something that's culturally accepted in every single culture as well. But like, that's what's promoted as far as like, this is what it looks like to look fit and look healthy and like what you should be wearing in the gym. Um, the types of exercises that people are supposed to be doing again is there's like a general whitewashing around that. Um, also too, food, I think is a big one as well. Like again, with the sort of whitewashing within the fitness and health space, when we're talking about like the foods that you're supposed to be eating or shouldn't be eating or like what, um, meal prep that you could be doing. There's, there's definitely a lack of representation around different sort of like culturally appropriate meals or, um, the different types of foods that the people or women in particular are eating, you know, respective to their culture and their upbringing. It's not all chicken, rice and broccoli. Like there are different kinds of foods that people are eating more of or less of depending on their culture or their background or their upbringing. Um, so I think that is something that we, especially as white coaches and when I say we I'm like speaking for myself and other people that look like me aren't necessarily thinking about when we're taking on a new client um but yeah with that in mind I guess I wanted to read the post that you put up on the 9th of November because that was definitely like a big trigger for this episode and this discussion because I thought it was so so powerful um and I know Kayla did too um who sent it to me but you wrote um it's an unfortunate reality that the fitness industry is primar primarily led by white women. Think about it. How many Asian or women of color leaders in the fitness space come to mind? What do you see when you type women's fitness on Google search? When you look at women's health magazines, you'll notice a primarily white representation. While acknowledging their fitness expertise, the general cultural understanding is questionable. The sad truth remains, our voices, often due to being the minority, are overlooked. While there is a growing acknowledgement of the importance of diversity and representation in the fitness industry, truth is this lack of representation unfortunately hinders many Asian women from fully engaging in fitness, influenced by cultural perceptions that dismiss its importance. Now, more than ever, prioritizing health and wellness is necessary for mental well-being in our fast-evolving world. We need more representation. I want to see more Asian women, women of color, take up fitness for both their physical and mental well-being. The coaching industry continues to evolve with more education and information than ever, with coaches each offering their unique approaches. But in this expansive space, what we're truly yearning for is relatability. I truly believe there needs to be more representation and a level of cultural understanding. This will foster a more relatable and enriching coaching relationship. These thoughts are my reflections in the fitness space and journey as an Asian woman. I love that there is an increased encouragement for women's involvement in fitness. I do also believe it's equally crucial to recognize cultural barriers that can hold women back from progress or even getting started. I firmly believe a shift is needed and I'm committed to bridging this gap for more inclusivity and cultivating a more supportive coaching environment together. 
I think that's such a powerful post and definitely sort of encapsulates everything that we have been talking about so far within this episode. Um, and I guess I was wondering, like, when I read this post, um, like, what were the was there something in particular that like triggered I need to speak on this like right now did something like happen or were you just sort of like sitting and contemplating and this sort of piece came to mind how did that post I guess come together for you I love that question and I love that you shared and read that out because even me hearing what you've said what what I written out is just so powerful and I'm just like, yes, like, yes, 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 yes to everything. So being in the fitness space for over seven years, the, the more you're in this fitness space, you know, we, we mature in the gym, in, in everything, you know, how we approach it. And it has always been on my mind from the beginning where I wish that one day I had I I it was like I, w I wish that there was when I started I wish that there was a someone that looked like me and then the more I got into fitness and overcame my own struggles I came to I I had the thought of you know I want to be that role model for women who look like me or who have lived through the same experiences it was just from my cultural the deeply ingrained cultural narrative that I had is to be quiet, to stay quiet. You know, I was scared to be, to be honest, I was scared to just voice my opinion. And I think with, you know, just having more experience and, you know, seeing the fitness space really evolving and really changing and it is getting better. I was, I just think that yeah like there needs to be more diversity and also my honest opinion i'm just i'm just like sick and tired of seeing just you know i'm sick and tired of seeing i i just want to see more representation i want to see more diversity so you know and and i think also because you know as an online fitness coach women that come to me are of women of colour or have gone through lived experiences, it's just been so hard for me to pick up, if I have to be completely honest, to pick up clients because of those those beliefs that they've had. It's been incredibly hard for me to, to yeah, to, to really, and I don't mean it as like I, you know, you know, here to like just get as many clients as I can but I really I'm really here to make this positive impact that it has for for myself and the clients that I've worked with and it's just that limitation so this is just yeah what's made me put this post out there to empower women to get into fitness and to perhaps also make this aware with what you've said before you read out that post I like I, I'm so appreciated that you know, you know, that these that these things should be become more aware of. And I truly believe that right now, what we could do is to bring more awareness, and you know, really include 
the community, like I like for every single coach out there to really have that diverse community. Because right now I look at white coaches and I just see it's just a community of white women. That the, the before and after transformation is only white women. And it's just like where is the you know where where where's the where's the diversity in here? So the first step is to just you know bring more awareness towards you know having more diversity by including and you know really accepting more of this and to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I think that's so like so powerful because you are so right in the sense that like when we go online not only is there a lack of representation amongst you know the coaches with like the bigger platforms or even smaller platforms just coaching the coaching industry in general um there is like a high proportion of white coaches and white creators and all of that kind of stuff and you're so right that you know that then creates like this community of like their clients who are also white people coached by white people and then there's again this as you say because there is this barrier or um yeah this barrier to exercise or particularly strength training um with other cultures particularly asian cultures um that then you know impacts like it's this whole sort of circular flow of if you know, women of color don't feel comfortable getting into strength, like getting into strength training or or fitness or that or gym training in particular. You know, then they're potentially not going to become coaches or or get online because they haven't discovered it in the first place. Um, and then there are these other pressures of you know, don't be outspoken, don't go online, you can't show up a certain way. So then these coaches who are in the space aren't being seen and then the people can't see them and so then don't get into it. So it's this whole big like circular effect um, or cyclical effect, I should say. Um, And yes, I think there is a big element of, you know, people just in general, I think humans crave connection and they want to be seen and they want to feel heard and they want to feel understood. And there is definitely a disconnect as far as, you know, we understand most deeply the things that we have experienced ourselves. And so if, um, and again, speaking from my experience, if as a white woman, I haven't experienced certain things that other women of color have, then that's going to impact my ability to relate or empathize, I suppose, with other people's experience. If I haven't, you know, done the work to try and understand it myself, because I haven't had the opportunity to experience it on a firsthand thing, but that doesn't mean that I can't do the work to understand it outside of that and I think that's so important because as you said the fitness industry um and just everything in general is becoming so globalized and with you know social media and with the online coaching space transforming the way that it is we have such an opportunity to work with people outside our own little bubbles but in order to do that effectively and ethically um and everything like that we need to understand the people that we're working with um so that we can even if we can't fully relate we can understand as well you have nailed everything that you've just said and i really love that 
like everything that you just said, even though, and I'm not here to say, you know, you know, we should segregate into different, um, you know, white women work with white women, you know, women of colour work with women of colour. Like, no, like it's, you, you're so right. And although you haven't, you know, white women haven't lived through those experiences, it serves so much just to have that level of understanding and just doing the work. Um, and, it, and I don't mean to just go out and do like, you know, really study it, but just, you know, everything that you've said earlier, and I've made some notes that when you said about, like you do, have, like we all have some level of understanding. It's like when you said, you know, in my culture about wearing about our clothes you know you know we, we like as as as, a, as an asian woman we're supposed to cover up we're not supposed to expose our skin and then when it comes to food that's a big thing like in our culture you know food is a massive thing like why would you eat you know we have food for you here eat this food if you don't eat this food that means you don't you don't respect us so it's just that cultural understanding which i do know that people are aware of but i think it just needs to be you know you know said more um it, it, it should be i guess um made more aware especially in, in the fitness space in in the coaching space so that those women feel like okay well she gets it i feel i feel understood i feel like this is okay and yeah and i, and I truly believe that it's just having that just cultural understanding is so important to get more women, especially now with the fitness space becoming more global and it has that global impact that this, that, and I, and I truly believe that this is the shift that is going to happen in the years to come as fitness is only going to get bigger and bigger. And the people and the women, the coaches that understand this are going to go far ahead. Definitely. So with that all in mind, what would you suggest as far as, you know, the the types of things that we can all do to better understand different cultures? I think we're in like such, um, we're in a world where information is so like easily and readily accessible. It's just that a lot of people are lazy <laughs> to seek it out because, you know, there's this sort of like, apathy around okay well it doesn't affect me like why do I need to know kind of thing we've obviously established why it is important to know and seek out that information so where are some of the places that that people can go or what are some of the things that we can do especially within you know the realm of of fitness and and health I think that it's by by first is to have to include more diversity in their community um because if if people see women that look like them, they do feel more inclined to engage in fitness. So I think the first step is to just have more diverse diversity in their community. Um, you know, and by that, just having conversations, just having open, safe conversations, um, and just having that space to it's it's all about putting in the work and just communicating it to create a safe space so that they are they feel understood and they feel heard because that's what we truly want so i think that's you know um a a step to 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 see a, a shift um is just to get just have these conversations um and just just having diversity in their community and even mm -hmm. as 
nowadays where coaches are more, you know, they are introducing more of like, um, like ambassadors or, you know, coaches to work for them, nutrition coaches, mindset coaches. It's just to like, you know, you know, have, you know, have those women as women of color, um, as leaders so that when there's leaders, then it's, it's something that will make, you know, when people see leaders that look like them, they will, you know, have the confidence to step out of their comfort zone. (laughs) And, and also I, I do think that another thing is also engaging in leaders that aren't in the fitness space as well, that are outside the fitness space to talk about, you know, their journey as leaders. So I think that's, that's another way to, to, you know, see this shift happening. I think those are two really great sort of places to start, well, not even start, but just things to sort of like work towards and incorporate within um, our own individual, like business models versus sort of like the sole traders as, you know, individual coaches. Can you include more diversity in the the community that you're building, but also to the the community that you are putting out there on your socials as well? Because as you say, like, if, you know, you are a white coach that is only showcasing your white clients and then you've got, you know, all of these before and after photos, even if you've got, you know, a few people in your community that are of different cultural backgrounds or are of different races, you know, if you're not putting that out there on your socials, you know, the other people aren't going to be able to see that you work with a diverse range of people and they're going to think, okay, well, she doesn't understand me or like they're not going to get it, all of that kind of stuff. So, you know, putting those kinds of people forward and just showcasing the diversity is definitely a super um, applicable step as far as just like changing your your marketing and your representation of yourself and your business. Um, And then also too, um, having meaningful conversations and not being afraid to have conversations. Cause I think, you know, in general, and this comes with all kinds of, I suppose, like in quotation marks, like taboo topics around, you know, marginalized, marginalization or like, um, race or like money or anything that's like slightly like, Oh, like that feels like a sticky topic. Um, often we like steer away from from them or we don't know how to like approach that kind of conversation step to start that conversation um with a client who might have a different cultural background to you is like in your initial onboarding forms if you do those with your clients like can you have a section for have you got any um you know cultural things that i should keep in mind because like let them tell you so that you don't have to just like assume, oh, this person is, you know, this and therefore won't be able to do this if that's like not the case at all or vice versa, assuming just because I do something or I eat a certain way or like this has worked for this client doesn't mean it's going to work for, you know, someone with a different background. So I feel like that could be a really easy way to approach that kind of conversation because they can put it there. And then when you do your, you know, um zoom calls or whatnot you can say oh I noticed you said this like can you explain that to me a little bit more or like in your check-ins 
like are there certain types of food that you particularly like eating or that you're not willing to remove from your diet like all of that kind of stuff doesn't necessarily have to be like approached from the lens of like what are the cultural differences between you and me but it can just be like what are things that you are willing or unprepared to do or like what are some of the barriers to exercises that you've faced and if those are rooted in you know culture or upbringing that's a really like accessible way to access that conversation as well i absolutely love that and i think that that's such um a powerful tool to have when onboarding a client um whether they are women of color to yeah really you know what when they see that it's like oh like this woman this this coach understands and it's not just you know, like you said not about you know what the cultural difference is like what are the things that i should be aware of when it comes to um you know your training um you know food in particular and i think you know once you know if we could include for 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 white coaches or any coaches to include that even myself like i i like you know for other races as well and when i understand that you know they feel supported throughout their journey and just to add on to, you know, another thing is just to have women talk about their experiences. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be like here's a before and after or here's what she received. It's just talk about their experience in your coaching program. Like how, you know, what are the benefits? Like how has she, you know, how, yeah, just getting women to talk about it. Yeah, definitely, including testimonials and whether that's like video testimonials where people can go into a little bit more depth or like pull out quotes as to how they have benefited from strength training. Other women being able to see that that was, you know, beneficial for them and that you were able to like help facilitate that is going to be super important as well. Yeah, 100% agree with that, yeah. (laughs) I think that's probably a really great place to wrap it up i was going to dive into this whole extra layer of you know um like whitewashing of body positivity and stuff like that but we've already been talking for 53 minutes and so we'll just have to have you back on the podcast which is perfect um but yeah is there anything else that you wanted to add before we wrap up this conversation i'd just like to you know, whoever's listening to this um, that are women of colour that feel, you know, scared to take the leap or feel they're not sure, they feel uncertain, like reach out and, you know, there's we don't know what's on the other end. And, um, yeah, I just really want to encourage more women to also, you know, share their voices so you know, even women that are in the fitness space, that are leaders, just to just really, you know, put this message out there. And, you know, the more that we could have our voices heard, then that's also going to help uh, with this ship. So, yeah, that's my message. And I also want to say I'm, I'm really grateful to, you know, share my voice here. Um, it needs to be said and if there's a platform for me to share this and if I, if one person hears it um you know i i've truly um you know like it like i, I feel like I've, I've done my job so i hope that yeah like what what we share can really just make a difference to someone's life 
Thank you. And thank you so much for coming on this podcast and agreeing to talk about this and have this conversation and sharing your voice. Um, we've obviously talked throughout this episode about the importance of you know, representation and, and diversity, not only with, you know, within our feeds, but also the people that we follow, because that's another way for us to, you know, gain more insight and understanding. So are you able to share, I suppose, your like where we can find you to follow along with your journey and your messaging and, you know, hear your voice and increase that diversity if, you know, other people listening don't have a particularly sort of diverse feed? Where can people find you? So you can find me on Instagram. So it's my name, Ella, E-L-L-A-U-N-G with two Gs. I do have a few posts around diversity in fitness. So that's where you could find more information about this. So feel free to like even DM me. Um, I'm more than happy to chat about um, anything that, you know, if you're struggling when it comes to, you know, cultural barriers and cultural expectations i am also on tiktok <laughs> um which is also just my full name l-r-e-l-l-a-u-n-g that's more of me candid where i just speak whatever's on my mind and i will i do riff off a lot about my honest you know my, my just just my views about the fitness space and what I want to um, to see in, 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 with this movement. So you can find me there. <laughs> Amazing. I'll have both of those accounts linked in the description below um, or in the show notes, I should say. It's probably a more technical way of saying that. Um, but, yeah, so that will direct you straight to Ella's different pages so that you can follow her there. But as I said, thank you so much for coming on the AWPT podcast. I have absolutely loved this conversation with you today. And as I said, I don't think it'll be the only one that we have with you. Um, I have so many other like thoughts and questions that I'd love to discuss with you on another episode. Um, so thank you so much and have a lovely rest of your day. Thank you so much for having me. I really as much enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for listening to the AWPT podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends and fellow coaches and subscribe for weekly episodes and content.